How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. And you just introduced me to Instagram. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I love your glasses. Thank you. Very nice. I love that. I love that. Well, if you guys are tuning in, I'm your girl, Bonnie Banks. It is Monday, a special edition for voting since voting is tomorrow. We have got Judge Laura Covich on Next Level Podcast. So welcome in. Welcome, welcome. Um, thank you, Bonnie. Thanks for having me. No problem. No problem. Well, we're going to get right to it because this is a serious and important matter. Um, I went down your credentials. You're Superior Court Judge of District 18A, but you've also been Assistant District Attorney, Assistant Attorney General, District Court Judge. Like, your resume is very long. <laughs> Did you always know that you wanted to be in politics? No, I had no idea I wanted to be in politics. I actually came to the world of law by uh, probably a different route than anybody I know. I was a barber for 17 years. Oh. <laughs> yes. So not a cosmetologist. I cannot do any women's hair, but I cut, I can cut some men's hair. And I got into um, law and then eventually politics because my customers who I had developed uh, a large clientele over the course of those 17 years always was telling me stories about the judicial system and how they go in for like a traffic ticket and they'd be in the system for years and years and so mm -hmm. I just kept hearing these stories and kept thinking something's not right here so I was like okay I would like to try to fix this I'm always trying to fix something mm -hmm. um, and so I decided I'm gonna go to college and then I'm gonna go to law school and then I'm gonna get in this judicial system and see if we can start changing some things and turn some things around okay. um, so that's how all of it came about. And so I always, always have to tell the story about me being a barber because I want people to understand that's the whole foundation. For mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know that a lot of people say that you can pretty much go to law school at any time in your life. Like school is a long longevity of knowledge. Yes. Yes. And so you I have was, a shortcut. Go ahead. No, uh, I, um, I went to college at 29, so I went to law school at about 33. It's never too late. It's never too late. Because yep. I'm actually thinking about going back to law school, so that's interesting. <laughs> um, you have a shortcut, so do you cut your own hair? I did not, and let me tell you, so uh, I washed my hair this evening as soon as I got home from work, but I just cut, I decided that come November 4th, I wanted to start new everything. Oh, uh, so I'm claiming victory, so I'll start a <laughs> position, hopefully, on January 1st. Um, but whether I win or lose, I was like, it's going to be a new season. I am honestly just ready for 2020 to just go. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of us are. A lot of us and are. so yesterday, this is Monday, yeah, so yesterday, um, I don't know if you know the story, but my bailiff uh, passed away at 26 years old last mm -hmm. week um, from COVID. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that's been extremely taxing. And I'm just like, 2020 is just shot. So I was like, I'm going to just start over. So yesterday was her funeral. Mm -hmm. um, and I called my hairstylist and I was like, I want all my hair cut off. It's Sunday. Can you come in? Yes, cut off. Like, yeah. He was like, you're crazy, but yes. So the style that he actually cut is really nice. I just washed it and then remembered that I had to be on on with you <laughs> so i didn't have time to, to uh, a little bit. 
flat ironing. Yes. Okay. Well, you look great. You look great. No, well, thank you. Nice. <laughs> so tomorrow is an important day for a lot of um, people that are voting. Uh, yeah. And I just wanted to know, like, how important is it for us to also vote for our local officials every two years? Um, I know that you're, you know, you're judge and you're running. So how important is that for voters? Um, listen, I, I dare to say, and I tread carefully when I say this, the voting for your local and your state uh, candidates, it's more important than voting for the president. Um, because the president is going to do things that's going to eventually trickle down and affect your life. Um, because everything that the president does is going to be federal. But your state and your local officials, your mayor, your town council, your county commissioner, your local judges, your appellate judges, your, your state legislative branch, your state executive branch, whatever decisions they make, it's going to affect your life today. Mm -hmm. um, and we've seen some of that when we, we saw all of the um, issues behind the pandemic. So let's just take, for instance, the um, evictions. Uh, it was here in North Carolina, it was the decision of the Chief Justice of the North Carolina Supreme Court that made the decisions that evictions were going to be, a stay was going to be put on evictions um, from March until June the 1st. And then I think it was an even longer stay after that. So that didn't come down from the president. That came down from the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court here in North Carolina, right. who is also on the ballot tomorrow. And so if you were one of the folks that could have been facing eviction, but for the fact that the decision was made to stay eviction process and not allow that to happen, then you might want to go to the polls and check Cherry Beasley's name. Um, if you were someone that's in the judicial system and you didn't have money to pay your fines and you was afraid that your probation was going to get violated, you might want to check Sherry Beasley's name because she's the one that said, we're not collecting fees and fines during this pandemic. So, you know, if you are one of the people that um, have entered into the judicial system and the judge has waived your fees and fines because they were able to realize that you didn't have the money to pay that, you might want to look for Laura Coverage's name. <laughs> I would be one of those judges that would do that. And the right. president doesn't tell me that I can or cannot do it. They don't tell me, he doesn't tell me to do it. That is something that I have discretion to do. Um, but for the fact that I did that, you know, things could be a lot different. Um, your mayor, if your issue is police, uh, then you want to vote on your town council because it's the mayor and the town council that hires the police chief. And it's the police chief that hires, you know, everyone under his watch or her watch. And so those are the reasons why I always know who your local candidates are. If you're a teacher, and you're concerned about teacher pay, then you want to know who your state uh, legislative branch is, your House of Representatives and your state senators, because they're the ones that's uh, voting or not voting on whether to increase teacher pay. Right, right. And what exactly are your responsibilities or your, the word I'm looking for, your duties as far as what you can implement for the local people? Um, as far as a judge, so what I, let me say this so because i am under the leadership of the chief justice mm -hmm. the chief justice implements everything that we go by however because every individual judge has discretion to do things i have the ability to do things like waive fees and fines 
I have the ability to put you on a payment plan if I don't think they should be waived. I have the ability to do alternative sentencing. Um, like, for instance, in lieu of jail time, I might order community service. If you're a college student, you're probably one of the big judges that are big on bring me back this grade or that grade at the end of the semester. Um, in this case, will be dismissed if it's a, you know, um, a nonviolent or a minor misdemeanor case. Uh, we can do alternative sentencing, meaning if even if we do uh, order you to serve some incarceration time, we can sort of do that during your probationary period. So let's say if I put you on probation for 12 months and I order that you do 30 days, um, then I can also order that you do those 30 days over the course of that 12 months. Um, that way you might end up doing a day or two a month and it might be on the weekend and that way it doesn't affect your job. So we have a lot of discretion to do a lot of things um, and giving the, I guess, the judicial philosophy of each individual, each individual judge will probably determine the type of judge they are, they consistently are. Now for me, my judicial philosophy is to do as little harm as possible and I, and if I have to do someone some harm to try to make it as minor as possible. So um, if it's a minor, let's say I deal with mostly felon, with all felonies. So if you're in a, if you have criminally committed a minor felony, like a class I, um, and your record is not terrible, I'm probably not going to give jail time. Um, there are other things that we're going to talk about. I even do things uh, probation wise, like I try to get folks that come be before me to look at me and them as two friends sitting around the kitchen table. Be honest with me so that we can craft, if I put you on um, probation, let's craft the terms and conditions to be things that you can do because I'm not going to set you up for failure. So, um, and I'll even, I'll even say, look, be honest with me. If I give you this probation and I don't put um, a certain term in here, or if I don't put specifics term in here, they're going to drug test you. Are you going to be able to pass a drug test if they drug test you? If you're not, then just tell me you're not. And I'll take out, you know, I'll take out the drug test requirement. States are, and I say few because it seems like everybody's legalizing marijuana. So eventually it will be legalized. But I don't want someone to continue to get um, probation violations because, you know, they smoke weed when they can just say, Judge, I do smoke weed. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you could just say, don't drug test, that would be great. And when mm -hmm. I see that, then I won't, then normally what I'll end up doing is I'll do something like, put them on probation for a certain amount of time, supervise which, where they do the drug test, order that no drug test be done. And then if, if they otherwise don't have any violations, then I'll transfer them to unsupervised probation or either just terminate the probation after a certain time. Um, and again, that all stems back from the barbershop because I want you to have an encounter with the justice system. I don't want you to marry it. So I don't want you to be a part of the justice system for years and years and years mm -hmm. um, when you can uh, have an encounter with it and move on. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, Judge Moore, I like you. I would, if I lived in North Carolina, I would vote for you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I know we have to keep our interview really short and sweet, but I have to ask you, 
um, you know, for people that are voting tomorrow, a lot of people are saying that they uh, don't know who to vote for or, or maybe feeling like they don't want to vote. What would you tell them? I would say if you really, really don't know who to vote for, then sit down tonight and research all the candidates and you can Google um, I'm in what we, I'm in Guilford County in North Carolina, so I could just Google who are all the candidates running in Guilford County. Right. It's going to give me all of my local candidates, all of my statewide candidates, and all of my federal candidates. And if I don't have time to research all of them, then I'm going to call a friend that I know and trust and say, hey, who do you suggest voting for? Um, but whatever you do, please, please, please vote. And whatever you do, don't leave any race unchecked. Because uh, any race that you leave unchecked is a vote for the other side. Um, mm. so always check every race. And if you're in North Carolina, don't forget Laura Christine Dubbage for, 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 for seat number five. I need that vote. Uh, but most importantly, please get out the vote. We are rocking this vote this year. I'm telling you, across the nation, over 90 million people have voted. Mm. Um, and so yes, we are we are um, we're rocking this vote. So okay. turn out tomorrow. Um, you know, you you probably we're probably gonna have some good results. Yeah, I've been getting text messages, so I'm sure everybody else has been bombarded with text messages and yes. just all of the. Make sure you vote. So we appreciate you for coming on, Judge Laura. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. You guys make sure you vote for your local candidates as well. Thank you. Thank you, Judge Laura. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, guys. Well, you heard it. Make sure you vote tomorrow. Vote, vote, vote for your local candidates. Look them up on Google if you need to. Um, look up any of the amendments that are actually being, that are out on the ballot as well. Educate yourself and know what you're voting for. Know who you're voting for as well. Next up, we have Pastor Sammy with my girl, Ebony. So do not log off just yet or well i'm gonna log off but you guys stay tuned because she's coming up next to talk to pastor sammy it's a special voting edition with next level podcast i'm your girl bonnie bay